against all odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal comes to you on a Thursday night. Yes, joining me. Spaghetti, meatballs, fiddling with the knobs. Baby face Joel Solomon is producing this mess. And with me, as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, a degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Happy anniversary, Sal. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> it's freaking out of I'll get to that in a second. We are recording, as I said, on a Thursday night, right in the middle of the Mets and Yankees games here. Yankees down 6-2, parlay kid. I gave that out yeah, on extra six points. Yeah, 6-2, Sal, whatever. Yeah. You know. <laughs> See, that's it. That's a nice attitude. Meanwhile, I'm biting my hands apart here, hoping for DeGrom to pick up a win. They finally hit, kind of hit the home run, and they're tied 2 Two in the six. I'll be keeping my out uh, my eye on that. We're going to go over, you know, we went over all five conferences. I'm surprised that we're all still standing here. We did like, um, I think we previewed 172 teams or something. I didn't even know there were that many colleges in the, in the United States, but we did them all. Go back and listen to the first two episodes of Against the Lodge for SEC, Big 12, Pac-10, uh, Pac-12, ACC. We hit all the conferences. We're going to do Notre Dame today. We're going to pick a Heisman winner and we are going to what else? Um, oh, a national champion. We're going to have why do all this if we're not going to pick a national champion? And then we'll be done with college for a minute. Um, like I said, a little baseball, a little NFL. We're going to preview hard knocks. That was a fun episode this week. I should mention I am just back from Vegas. I landed about 45 minutes ago. It was my anniversary. You guys will appreciate this story. My wife actually wanted to go to Vegas for a day. So we went. I figured we'd just go. We'd land. We'd sit by the pool. We'd get dinner. And that would be that. Uh, come back uh, the next day. She had other plans. As You guys all knew about these plans, didn't you, Harry? How long did you know about this? Oh, I knew for about two weeks. I was supposed to be there, but I, was, I wish I was. I wish I was. Interesting. All right. Well, so what happened was um, she says, hey, dinner's at nine. I was like, wow, that's a little late. She says, yeah, we have to go somewhere at 6.15. I said, well, what is this? Where is it? What is this going to be? <laughs> so she's like, yeah, I can't tell you. I'm, I'm guessing. Is it Aunt Chippy's house? She's like, no, no, no. I'm not going to stop guessing because I'm not going to tell you. She's like, just dress like you're going to dress, um, you know, as if we're going out because we're going to go to dinner from there. I'm like, all right, fine. So I'm, I'm dressed up. Uh, she's wearing white, whatever. She's got a hat on. She's got a little bag to the side. I don't know what's going on. We get in the cab and she... The cab's like, where are you guys going? And she whispers in his ear and he looks over at her. And I'm like, oh, shit, what the hell could this be? So immediately, Polly Kid, how there's three things to do in Vegas. And we're already at the hotel. I, I don't know what, Aunt Chippy's the other one. She said that wasn't it. So I was like, we're going to a strip club. This is going to be her for 20 years. She's going to be <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to get, we're going to get a double dance here. And I'm going to have to sit on my hands and pretend I'm not liking it. And then like, I've, I've talked about this on extra points. Like there are couples that do this and f fine. Good, good for them. Uh, we're not one of them. And I, but I've heard about complications down the road with couples because of this like, starts out innocently. So I'm like, damn it. I don't, I don't want to go through this. And so uh, the car's driving around, it pulls off in the side road and we are getting married again. We go to a chapel and she pulls out her veil She's wearing white. You guys all knew about this. I didn't. We I to, didn't know about it. You didn't know? No, I didn't know. Right, about it. You would have put a stop to it. I would have. Um, I would have. Meanwhile, on the way over, <laughs> I have the sun and the sky and some other thing, celestial thing. I think Mar. I don't know what it was. It was a <laughs> WNBA parlay. I send it to you guys. Brian's like, wow, that's the most you ever put on a WNBA parlay. I was yeah. like, you damn right it is. The most I've ever put on. It was uh 
close to a thousand dollars. And so I'm, I'm, we're driving over there. Am I cursing because the sky is that who blew it for me? Yeah. Right. Yeah, the, the Chicago and Sky. Celebrity. Yeah, what were they up eight? They were up, with like two they, and a half left. Uh, they were up at least six with three minutes left, and then uh, Liberty went on a crazy thirteen zero run. It was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty. Nice. I got them on a money line, <laughs> and yeah, it was thirteen nothing run. And so I'm getting married. This this knucklehead is reading me my vows, and he's like, 20 years. I've seen couples not last twenty hours. I've seen couples not last twenty minutes. I've seen. I'm checking my phone. I'm like, damn. Like, how fitting is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm getting married for the second time, and I'm just the only thing I'm concerned with is this stupid WNBA parlay. <laughs> that brother Bry, I feel like Perfect. you endorsed. I know you've spoken well, highly of both these teams. I, Son of a bitch, and it lost. Yeah, I mean, I was I was I mean, they weren't surefire things. I mean, same with tonight, uh, right? The wings, uh, the wings versus the sun. Yeah, not sure. Not surefire. I, the, the sky hadn't been playing well over the last like two weeks, but whatever. Yeah. Was, I mean, I, they should have so won. They should have won. And so I got married for a second time, Harry, and uh, to the same woman. And the guy who, the pastor, Pastor Ryan, two weeks ago or whatever it was, married J-Lo and uh, Ben Affleck. Because I looked them up. I was like, oh, how many felonies does this guy have against him? And the only story about it is that he um, he married J-Lo and Ben. I mean, so there you go, Harry. You and you were supposed to be there. I'm yeah. supposed to be there. COVID still has me uh, under the weather. But boy, I, I, I will say, I, watched, I was rooting for you. I knew it was happening. And <laughs> which, which time? And well, yeah. listen, it was unbelievable how the Liberty played the last five, four or five minutes of that game. <laughs> they did not miss. They they made every, they got every rebound. Everything went their way. And uh, yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. I, would, I, I wish things could have been different. That was a rough one. Though. I know. I know. I will say, though, I went back to the hotel and Brian, you know, my luck with blackjack. I, I don't think I've won in a decade. Oh, and, you know, it's not like you. I go every four years. We're there at least once a year. And so uh, I'm like, you know what? We, we do the obligatory thing. We put money into one of those giant. Uh, I don't know how you play these slot machines, Harry. It's so stupid. You, 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 I mean, honestly, we played Game of Thrones and you hit the button and you have no idea if you won until it pays you out. <laughs> There's 17 different things going on. And so you're just blindly hitting this thing. And I was like, this is nonsensical. I was like, Melissa, you keep playing this. I'll play blackjack. Right. I put a hundred and I had five hundred dollars. I gave it to him. I won six out of seven hands. Oh, nice. So I won $750. Uh, and I was like, I said, deal. I'm like, you know what? I'm getting up. I'm getting the hell out of here. She's like, you're the smartest one at this table. <laughs> I won 750. I lost 800 on the right, WNBA. I was like, all right, you lost 50 bucks in 50 Vegas. Bucks. So, and I got married. So that 50 was 50 bucks. I mean, uh, there you go. Yes. Yeah, still, still a bad trip to, though. Still a bad trip. Yeah, no, still bad. <laughs> with, hitting, with hitting that at blackjack though, it made it a little better from having uh Ken brag about his uh, Yankees and over um, parlay, right? Oh my God! You know, Ken Ken goes from uh, God bless him. So he and Jules showed up, but he goes from oh, why do I want to play? I don't want to play, but I put this much money into this business. So what if I win ten thousand dollars? I'm like, okay. So what if you win ten thousand dollars? And then they hits this Yankees parlay for four hundred ninety dollars, and I don't hear the end of it. I was like, what happened? You don't care if you win ten thousand dollars, but he did pay yeah. for dinner. He paid for my wedding dinner. So uh, thank you, Ken. And Jewel, nice. that was great. Was a little interesting. Right after I got married, they had to stop at a weed shop. Um, I'm already uh, claustrophobic <laughs> in this small car that he rented, and he goes in there and he gets into a fight with the guy and uh, and leaves. Uh, I was like, okay, good. What the hell? I'm a newly married man. I don't need to go through. I didn't this. hear about that. Oh, uh, would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> so anyway, good time out by all. What? Still six two Yankees losing. 
I'm, I'm sure it is. Yeah. By the way, are you, are you a fan of the show Young Sheldon? No, I never really watched it. The pastor who, uh, uh, you know, did the vows last night or did the uh, ceremony for Sal and Melissa last night. Sounds just like the pastor on Young Sheldon, if anyone out there. No, it's it's exactly, funny. Exactly it's, it, Harry, you cracked me up because you obviously only have like the basic cable channels, right? And this is the stuff you watch. <laughs> like, Young really, Sheldon is fantastic. It, Harry Someone described this WNBA game. Or something. He described yeah. this WNBA game better than he described the Super Bowl from last year. <laughs> well, uh, it's just, you know it what doesn't you make see, sense. Right? It was something else yeah. last night, really. It was amazing. Playoffs. They were fantastic. Yeah. Babyface, what do you think of all all this? I I already know Harry loves this idea, and he's going to try to convince Angie to get remarried so he can go to Vegas. That's why he's. (laughs) I know it's only been one year, but I love you so much. You know, you don't get gifts a second time, Harry. It's just you, and then you got to tip the guy, and then you leave, and you hope no one's watching. Look, I'm rooting for Brian. Brian's going to take Riley to Game Three, right, Brian? Yeah, I'm planning on it. Yeah, I want to. Now that they won Game One, Game Three is going to be in New York, so on Tuesday, so I'll probably go. All right, yeah. please. I, I can't. Nothing against the women. It's just basketball. I was so free of betting basketball, Parley kid. Why did you let me do this? I'm like, oh, this is. It's still a basketball <laughs> so, game. We're go teams how, going a 14 nothing run. Yeah. How can you complain about anything when you have a wife that is in love with you as so much as Bingo. Melissa is? Bingo. I mean, you should be over I the moon about right now. This things. woman, huh? This woman. <laughs> Exactly well, right, Jerry. I, I can't believe the love that this, that she has. It is incredible. What I can't woman. believe it either. I wish she'd show it in a different way. <laughs> and, uh, embarrassing me this way, but I played enough pranks on her, so I guess uh, I guess we're your shirt. Your anyway. shirt matched the car, by the way. My shirt. I know that was uh, accidental, but yeah, we were in a pink Cadillac. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I will say that. But yeah, same guy that married J, J- Lo and Ben. Um, didn't recognize them either, apparently, uh, from what I read. But uh, <laughs> hey, NFL, Hard Knocks. I know it's a couple days removed. Did you guys watch it? Harry, you don't get HBO? You're not watching, I right? do. I do get HBO. I just, you know, being sick and <laughs> passing out whenever I can. Uh, being I miss sick it is the way to watch TV. Is it by I know, you're right, but I just... Uh, exactly. I, I know. I still got to watch it. All right. I, I, uh, I, I like... It's been good, though. It was good. It, this is, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. definitely the best season in a long time, right? Because you have Campbell, like... The one thing I say is I don't think it's going to lead to success having these former players as coaches, but I will say it's mm-hmm. entertaining as hell. Like listening, yes. it's much better listening to these guys because they're actually kind of real in front of the mm-hmm. camera, and this is the first time they've had it that way in years. You want but, entertaining coaches? You want to yeah. learn anything? They're not going to put X's yeah, and O's yeah, yeah. on the board. That's going to spell out yep. what they're doing in week three and everything. Yeah. You want stupid coaches? You want you want a bunch of uh, Everett Meliuses, right, Polly kid? Well, stumbling over the words, spitting. I have watched a little uh, bit. By the way, Deuce Staley's a pain in the ass, isn't he? Deuce Staley's well, a pain in the ass. Well, they all are. That's the idea. If you ever played organized sports, f- football coaches, except for Darren and Brian's father, are a pain in the <laughs> ass. That's how it goes. There's a lot of unnecessary chatter. Sorry, Paul. Right, Paulie kid? That's a... That's kind of how it is. Uh, get asking yeah, DeAndre Swift, right. like, that's stiff just... arm him there and get the extra yards. Like, all right, it's a... It's a practice leading up to the second preseason game, and guys are getting hurt left and right. Uh, and and, that, and Swift's got to take it. He's got to shake his head. Yes, okay, oh, yeah, I will. Extra yard, yeah. So whatever. <laughs> That's I don't so know. true. I don't know. I like it, though. Uh, one thing I they like did it. is they focus on Aiden Hutchinson and his beautiful, beautiful family. I can't tell who the mother is, the sister, the grandmother, oh, I like right the, there I like in the luxury the, box. I like the, I like the mother. 
You like the mother? Yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah, no, Me uh, too. <laughs> Harry likes the mother. Harry's going to marry the mother in the Vegas uh, chapel. Uh, <laughs> all said and done. And then after Linda Cohen, that'll be his third wife. But featured, so they're featuring him left and right. He go, does no wrong. Actually, he screwed up once in the first episode. And then it's all positive stuff out of Aiden Hutchinson, the number two pick overall. And I want to look at it right now in our Buffalo Wild Wings spicy pick of the week. That's what it is, right? All right. It's time for our Buffalo Wild Wings spicy pick of the week. Aiden Hutchinson is six to one to win defensive rookie of the year. They keep featuring him on hard knocks. He's a lot of fun to watch, but I want to ask you guys who your pick is for defensive rookie of the year. Brother Bry, start us off and then I will grade it on a Buffalo Wild Wings hotness scale. All right. Uh, well, look, I'll say Hutchinson's going to be great. I mean, to me, he reminds me of like a, almost a slightly more athletic Max Crosby. So, but mm-hmm. obviously defensive rookie of the year, a lot of variables, right? Kind of like Hamilton on the Ravens, but I was looking for best odds and I really like N'Kobe Dean at 16 to one. So most, this is the thing, right? Most people thought he was one of the best defensive players, right? Last year coming into the draft, but he dropped to the third round because of injury concerns. I know Eddie was pissed that the Giants didn't draft him. I was pissed that the Raiders maybe didn't look at him. But from what I've read, the Eagles are super high on him. He performed mm. really well in the first preseason game. He's likely going to be their, their middle linebacker, starting at middle linebacker. So, you know, this defense has a chance to be significantly improved, and I think a lot of that could be because of Dean. So at 16-1, to though, I, I really like those odds. I hate this. I hate this parlay kid because everyone's on the Eagles and how great they're going to be offensively and defensively. And all these Georgia players, the Kobe Dean is the one that's been overlooked. Uh, I got to give this a jam and jalapeno. That's my <laughs> score for you. That's pretty good. All right. Nice. Brother Bry. Nice. But I, I I hope it falls on its face. Uh, I don't like this. All this Eagles talk. All right, parlay kid. Who's the defensive rookie of the year? Sal. Well, listen, it's, this is a BWW pick right here. So who better to go with than Sauce Gardner? Uh, yeah. of the Jets, right? This is Carolina Reaper uh, mm-hmm. the hot sauce right here, Sal. Uh, this is this is the best pick we have uh, for this uh, pick. Sal, zero, this guy led up zero touchdowns in over a thousand snaps at Cincinnati. And now he's coming to the Jets where they're a defensive first team, the Jets. Defensive head coach. This guy is a shutdown corner. And after he shuts down Tyreek Hill twice, Stefan mm. Diggs twice. He's going to lock the award up. He's going to get a lot of buzz, this kid. A tremendous amount of buzz. We haven't had a D-back win since 2017 with Lattimore of the Saints. Right. Gardner gets it done here, Sal, for the Jets. He's the pick to go with. I'm I'm convinced I've already put money on this, Sal. Wow. Sauce Gardner, let's ride with him. Give me a it hot, is, give me a hot grade here, Sal. Hot I, grade. All right, let me think about it. It is tough to turn your back on a guy named Sauce when we're doing Buffalo, Buffalo Wild Wings ratings here. I'll give you, I'll give you Desert Heat parlay, kid. I like that. He might just yeah. against Tua get five picks in the two games they play. Mac Jones, another one. Mm. I like that. The Jets actually have winnable games on their schedule. Sauce Gardner, maybe another Darrell Revis type. Who knows? That's pretty good. Desert Heat. All right, Harry, beat it. Yeah, I, well, first, I listen, I'm right there, though. I got one in a second, but I do agree with Parlay Kid here. Buffalo Wild Wings has to agree. Sauce definitely adds spice to that New York Jets defense. 
However, mm. I'm going to go with Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> you already did the one. joke, Harry. You don't have to repeat it. <laughs> six to that's one. Right. I'm going to take Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, Michigan royalty yeah. followed in his dad's footsteps, playing uh, in home uh, in Ann Arbor, now playing for his hometown Lions. Extremely quick, athletic, as we can see. 14 sacks last year out of nowhere. 14 sacks, three forced fumbles for Michigan. His teammates love him. You can tell on hard knocks. Uh, and he's looked great in training camp. I'm going to go with Aiden Hutchinson at six to one. Mm. All right. I can't argue that too much. Uh, I'll go wild, which wild is three from the top, but parlay kid, I think wins this one with desert heat. I like that. Uh, uh, there you go. So Buffalo wild wings, hit it up. www.buffalowildwings.com slash fantasy. Conduct your fantasy draft right there in Buffalo wild wings. You give the loser from last year, last place draft party with six free blazing wings. Last season's loser. It's the perfect punishment for coming in dead last in the cellar. Watch a friend power through six of them. He gets a bib that says loser on it. And it's great. You post for a picture, all great stuff. Buffalo wild wings, get your draft going right there. www.buffalowildwings.com slash fantasy. All right. Um, yeah, I would go, you know, it is weird, Polly kid that it's only been what it, it, it who just, it was Lattimore was the uh, last one who, who said that Polly kid. Yeah. So Thibodeau was uh, plus 550. It's almost always our edge rusher, right? Is what it's like, right? So Hutchinson, six to one. Trayvon Walker, 10 to one. I don't like that. I like Kyle Hamilton. I like these big safety types. He's like um, 6'4", 225. I think he's going to lead in like yeah. tip passes and interceptions and tackles. He's going to hit all the all the good metrics that are, are kind of uh, really broiled down to uh, giving a trophy here for Kyle Hamilton, 10 to one. And who else did I say? I like Jordan Davis a little bit. So there you go. There's a, a couple right there. Defensive rookie of the year. I was in Vegas. Um, but a couple things. I, I First of all, I bet like uh, five defensive rookie of the years. I bet offensive rookie of the years. I was just going crazy. I don't know why. Because uh, I, I cashed in the ticket for Cowboys. Um, yeah, forgot. Thank you, guys. You guys from my 50th birthday oh, nice. last summer got me Cowboys to win a division. So that came back. I got a couple thousand dollars that I had to go through. And I immediately put it all back in futures for a... Uh, 2022, okay. 2023. And then I had a ticket, another $1,500 ticket at the MGM. And uh, I went there. I, I got my wife now, my second time wife, my two time wife. I was like, we got to wake up early. We got to go to the MGM. I have to cash this ticket. I go, we I rush her. She was angry. We get to MGM. I go to cash it. They're like, no, something's wrong. Here. I'm like, no, Cowboys to win these. They're like, yeah, this is Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. I hope you didn't make a special trip out here just to cash this ticket. <laughs> I was like, oh, son of a bitch. That was it. So, yeah, Cowboys <laughs> oh, to win the Super Bowl. Paul, kid, they didn't win the Super Bowl last year. No. So I had to sit there that's, like a jerk. A <laughs> but here's the one thing. I didn't, I don't want to. Amateur hour. Talk about amateur <laughs> hour. I did that thing where, remember we talked about like we're going to parlay our, uh, who we think is going to win the NBA and who's going to win the NFL. Oh, yeah. yep, uh, I've done that. I was, like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. I had some time. I'm sitting there. I'm not going to say where I was because this is embarrassing. But I took Mets, Astros, Dodgers, Packers, Bills, and made every you know, so and then you have to get like the six digit number and match it up. I'm like, I don't want to sound like an idiot. So I'm going to say fifty dollar parlay three zero 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 one six with seven zero 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 two nine. You know, and so I had like all those written out and I go there and they're like, oh, no, you can't parlay these. <laughs> I was like, what? What goes on? Vegas is in the, you can't. Vegas is in the Stone Age. They, they don't have anything good there. It's terrible there. I hate wow. it. The guys and then the guy like got lippy with me. He's like, it's always been like this. I was like, yeah. 
People used to drive horse and buggy to work. This is dumb. What, what do we do? What are we afraid of? If I have the Dodgers and the Bills, just put, let it go and cash yeah, it. So dumb. I mean, that's why you'll go. That was, that's, that's nuts. That, that's why you'll go on FanDuel or wherever else and put that in, right? It's like, yeah, right, I think you yeah. have to. Yeah. I think that's the way to go. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll go over Notre Dame's over-under. All right, Eddie Spaghetti has jumped off, and that's probably a good thing because I think oh. three of the four of us don't. <laughs> oh, come on. Why is he not we on have here? Notre Dame under. Um, they're still not in a conference. They're banged up. They have injuries left and right. I don't, you know, I'm giving away which way I'm going here, but 11 and two last year. Uh, eight and a half is their over under. The over is minus 140. 60 to one to win the title. 60 to one. I have mm. to say that one of three schools with double digit wins in each of the last five seasons, Alabama, Clemson, they have the seventh best recruiting class. That's what's good. They lost Brian Kelly, uh, winning his head coach in school history. And they hired Mark Marcus Freeman. I know spaghetti likes him former Notre Dame in Cincinnati, DC. He's a replacement. They have to get rid of Jack Cohn. I think you guys liked him more than I did. Karen Williams, who was a star running back. Kevin Austin was the number one receiver and Kyle Hamilton, who we mentioned, uh, the leader in interceptions. Um, they did average 35 or more points a game last year, just the second time in the last 16 years. So the battles between Buckner, a four-star quarterback with, what does he have, like 35, 36 pass attempts versus Drew Pine. Have they figured out what they're doing, Brian, with this? I think, he's, a, he's a four-star. I, I, I Is it going to be Buck, Pine? I'm pretty sure Buckner's oh, Buck, starting. I'm pretty Buckner, sure. I okay. think, you know, although Pine was good for them last year when he came in, he actually was, he was better. Buckner struggled, but I think Buckner's the guy that, he was a true freshman. I think he's the guy, though. For them. They're both relatively one at 36 pass attempts, one at 30 mm. pass attempts. So you're starting to you're seeing both these guys kind of fresh. Uh, Chris Tyree back from last year he had eight touchdowns over a thousand yards on the ground. Michael Mayer, tight end, five star recruit. He had uh, seven touchdowns over 800 yards. And Avery Davis, he had a torn ACL last year. He only had four touchdowns in nine games. So they have four starters returning on the uh, offensive line, which is good. Not not a huge uh, transfer portal team, right? They got the safety from Northwestern. Yep. Brandon Joseph offensively, not a lot going on. Um, at Ohio State, at UNC, BYU in Vegas, Clemson at USC. I hate to say it. I think they lose four of those and end up eight and four. Parley kid, we'll go with the, all the unders first. You agree with me on the underpick, right? I agree with you, Sal. It does look like Buckner is the starting quarterback here for game one against uh, Ohio State. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I agree. I, I I really don't think, and I'm not saying this is a quarterback problem for Notre Dame. I think it's a, a, a skill position problem for Notre Dame in terms mm -hmm. of having big-time receivers. I mean, the tight end is obviously fantastic, as, as you made note of, uh, but that's not uh, a guy that's going to – uh, be ultra dynamic and make huge plays all the time. Um, right. So I think they're going to struggle uh, with, with, the, with the young kid uh, at quarterback at times. Uh, their schedule, not uh, tremendously difficult, but difficult enough where I just don't think they can get to nine wins. I think eight is their number. So let's mm -hmm. roll with that, Sal. All right, there you go, Harry. You agree with uh, the parlor kid? Now. Yeah, I, uh, I listen. Uh, Williams, the running back last year, you mentioned Sal, not there anymore. Counted for fourteen hundred yards and seventeen total touchdowns. That's a lot of uh, to build, uh, take back mm -hmm. and build up for. Uh, again, their schedule mm -hmm. 
Um, Darren, I think uh, the schedule's really tough, actually. At, at the horseshoe to start the season against Ohio State, and, uh, and we know the Buckeyes stumbled out of the blocks last year against Oregon. Don't that think that's going to happen again? Um, they got Clemson. They got to play USC on the road to end the season uh, against Lincoln Riley. And, yes, yeah, Sal, you mentioned that game uh, against BYU in Las Vegas. If you include the neutral site games for Notre, a lot of these schools have three, maybe four road games. If you include the mm-hmm. neutral site games for Notre Dame on the schedule, six kind of road games. That's a lot. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and BYU, you know, is in the top 25, and they could definitely sting the Irish there where they're going to have, they, whenever there's a game in Vegas, BYU travels well. That place will be packed with, uh, with blue and, uh, blue and uh, white for BYU. All right. Bri, you're the only one taking the over. Yeah, I'm going over here. You know, I... I think last year I was actually more mad about that Oklahoma State bowl game loss than I think I was more upset than Eddie was. I, I lost so much on that. Um, right. And I didn't like Buckner last year. When he came in, I kept getting pissed off because I felt like he was screwing some of my bets, but couldn't really blame him. He was a true freshman who had come in. But this year he should be much improved. He runs he runs really well. It's just his accuracy last year. But I think defensively they'll be good. They're, they're going to be good defensively. I think off like offensive line should be better. I would think this year, I think last year they, their line was pretty young. But when I look at their schedule, I'm going to say this is what's going to happen. Week one, they're going to lose to Ohio State. Eddie's going to say, I'm not watching this team anymore. I'm done with this team. <laughs> I'm done. Th- then they're going to go on a run, even though BYU, I think, is going to be really tough. And maybe they'll yeah. they'll have maybe some weird close games in there. But all of a sudden, they're going to be like 7-1 and one going into Clemson. And, you know, they, they're going to have mm. a shot in that game, I think. I, but I, I'm looking at their schedule – they really need to beat either BYU, Clemson, or USC. Yep. I think they squeak by BYU. I think they do beat USC late in the year. I'm going to say this team is, you know, the same as it's been the last couple of years. I'm going to say they go 10 and 2. 10 and 2. Interesting. Yeah, even right, after, I, even I, after getting maybe destroyed week one. I have them losing at Ohio State, Clemson, and at USC, and then one other stupid one, like maybe yeah. at UNC or something. I, I know I mean, they're not. As good, I, I, I mean, know they're better than UNC, but yeah, something or of course BYU on that schedule because they'll be they'll be an underdog. Oh, they're home against Clemson, right? I wonder what that line will be. Yeah, it's gonna be close. That'll be, cl- that'll be close, yeah, close, right? Yeah, at the Qs, Darren. Right. At the Qs. Who? Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> that's a sixty-three to three uh, final right there. Um, <laughs> by the way, the kid Beatty just made an error at third. It was uh, going to be the Grom's lad. Send them down. Send them back to Syracuse. <laughs> Speaking of Q's, send them back to Syracuse. Enough with this guy. Did they show no. his family? After? Did they show his family after <laughs> no. that? His family walked out. They want nothing to do with him. They're not like the Hutchinsons. That's for sure. <laughs> not loyal. Anyway. All right. So three out of four of us have, uh, the under eight and a half yep. for Notre Dame. Let's give our Heisman pick. Wait, now, I think, Bri- I think, wait, yeah, I think, Ed, I think Eddie came on to talk to give his, uh, Eddie, you on? Yeah, he came no, on. I, I joined meatballs tonight at the bat signal. So you, <laughs> he said, you guys are, he said, you guys are trashing my team. So I had a, I Eddie, had a come- one of us, sorry, Eddie. one of us picked uh over. Well, you just said, sorry. One of us <laughs> picked the over. Guess which one? It was over eight and a half wins. It was Bry. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to what you guys said. Um, oh, you did. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> I think best case scenario for this team is they actually only lose one of the games versus Clemson or Ohio State. Uh, worst case, Sal, what you said about like you know the the three four losses, I could see that and kind of a, a a growing pains year. But I, I do think there are some positives. Like you know Harry was citing that Kyron Williams is gone. He was you know complete back, but really the more explosive players, Chris Tyree running back, and he was like a five star mm-hmm. athlete coming in. And I think with the offensive line is going to be way better. I mean they brought back. 
uh, Harry Heastan, who left Notre Dame previously to go to the Chicago Bears. Getting him back is by far the biggest thing in the offseason because uh, hmm. they're going to go back to being what they do is that they're an offensive lineman factory um, and running the ball is big, especially because Tyler Buckner has more rush yards than pass yards, but he's going to be yeah. great. He's probably the most exciting uh, quarterback Notre Dame's had in quite some time because of what he could do. So I think if they're going to be a run first offense, having Tyree who's dynamic and Buckner who can run with the ball is great. Way different than what Jack Cohen was last year. Now, obviously the receivers losing, um, you know, uh, their top receiver is is huge, but you know, they still have Braden Lindsay there and Michael Mayer, obviously is going to be a top 10, top 15 at worst pick in the draft. So that, that will struggle. Hmm. There defensively, they're going to be awesome. Isaiah Foskey is one of the best pass rushers in the uh, in college football. Uh, getting Brandon Joseph from Northwestern, uh, who's an All-American, you know, not really a Kyle Hamilton replacement, but really as close. Why don't as you they can do get. this portal? Well, I, I would figure a, a, a billion players would want to go to Notre Dame. They, I don't they, think they you got to go. You got go to you gotta have you got your school. Your grades got to be up there, Sal. Got yeah, great. Really so, there. Spending one. Well, like Harry stumbling over there. You got it. You got it. You got, you got, yeah, your grades have to be good. It's not, like, spending, no, it's not like it's not like North Carolina, right, Eddie? All right. right. Well, spending you know your one year left of eligibility to go to you know cold South Bend. Uh, trust me, I wish they could use a transfer portal and replace Avery Davis, but it doesn't look like that's going to yeah. happen. But um, you know, I, I like a lot. Of, their defense is going to be awesome. You know, that, I know they brought in Al Golden as a coordinator, but it's really Marcus Freeman's defense. Um, so I, not to look ahead, but I mean, his recruiting for next year and the years after mm-hmm. are insane. So this is really um, a, a learning year. But I, I think you know they have to look. They have to look competent versus Ohio State. I think Clemson's a winnable game. I actually am higher on DJ Uagalele more than most people are to return to what he's supposed to be. Uh, I don't see them losing to USC though. Their last game, I think they're going to they're going to destroy USC. They're just this is wow. Notre Dame is. Right. A, I think is Notre Dame is USC's nightmare. Is a team they're not going to be able to stop the run. Notre Dame's going to control the clock the entire game. They're going to just they're going to sit on the football. And I think Notre Dame's defense is just way too good. With the players they have returning their, their leading tackler and Bertrand. They have uh, a really wow. good linebacker core with Kaiser. I don't see Caleb Williams really getting anything starting over there. So I, I think, could. yeah, they're going to really destroy them. The BYU game could be interesting, but uh, it's really up to if they could w- beat Clemson at home, yeah. like it could be, you know, one, two loss season. So I, I do like the over. I think we should nice. all go, Bri, you should, you should camp out in Vegas anyway, just for the whole year between your team <laughs> playing and this fun teams and then the Raiders, then the, you know, Notre Dame's playing BYU there. Like, and I would want to go yeah. just for the reason that we wouldn't have to listen to Jason Garrett to attending a game, you know, that's what's <laughs> nice. Um, uh, but sure. let me ask you though, Spaghetti, now you're very high on this team, but Brother Bry brings up a good point, And I can see this. How many would Notre Dame have to lose to Ohio State by before you pulled the, I'm not watching this team that rest of the year. Uh, well, if, I mean, it's 26 to nine. What's the, out? what's the spread right now is like two, like, what is it? 14 and a half. Or I saw something yeah. maybe it was up to 17 now. I mean, also, isn't it insane? Like I love college football. I mean, we all do here, but isn't it insane? The number two team in the country versus the number five team in the country. They're that much of an underdog. Like I, it just you need to have a. Well, what are you supposed to do? I don't I, know. I, I think hit that, the transfer portal. There's a problem in college football when the fifth best team in the nation, no one even considers them to win the uh, the national title. I, I, I'm not going to be that upset with a loss. I mean, there's a good chance that CJ Stroud goes first overall. Um, they have a really good receiving core there mm-hmm. in Ohio State, so they're really going to test their defense. But uh, it, it, you know, it's early in the season. I wouldn't be shocked if they lost that game by you know 17, 20 points. 
All right, but then you'll be just it. You'll be like, all right, that's just one game, or you'll. you'll I'm turn already back counting now. it as a loss. I'm counting okay. definitely one of the two games. You know, Clemson Ohio State as a loss. Uh, I think you know, a best case, like I said, they win one of those games. Probably the Clemson game is a better chance, just because they'll be more fine tuned. And if DJU struggles, I mean, that that could be a winnable game at home in South Bend in the cold weather. Um, so if you're going into the the SC game with a, as a one loss team. Uh, you got to feel pretty good about your chances, hopefully to make it back to the final four. But again, there's just that huge gap between where Notre Dame and Clemson are with those top three teams in college football. Yeah. I was, Uh, I was a little disappointed though, that Eddie didn't say he wanted to kick the shit out of Paul Feinbaum after he said it was a joke (laughs) that Notre Dame was the, the fifth ranked team in college football. Yeah, wow. it was a joke. It was a joke. They should be. They shouldn't be top ten. He's saying. I don't know. He definitely said they should not be five. It was a joke. That's five bombs a slug too. <laughs> Interesting. Also, wow. the, these guys deserve to hear this because I was texting with Eddie last night. Forget about watching games this season and watching Notre Dame struggle. Eddie was afraid to watch the second part of the Manti Teo doc because he didn't <laughs> want to see him lose to Alabama again. <laughs> I heard I heard that on uh, I listened on on the plane. I listened to Megan Fun of Sports and you were saying that. You can't watch the second time the Manti Teo thing. You've been catfished from your own team. It's crazy what's going on here. Um here's what I think, Eddie. You got the, everyone's gonna be high on this Buckner kid, which it sounds like you are, and then he's gonna put up uh uh lame numbers against Ohio State, though their pass defense was bad last year. But uh and then you're gonna worry that you don't have the right guy taking snaps. Could you see that? Uh, I could see there being a somewhat of because you know, the other, you know, Drew Pines also a four star recruit, but a, a lot yeah. less buzz around him than than Buckner. Buckner was a big get for the program for what he could do. And I do have high hopes for him. I wouldn't be shocked if I think what Ohio State's going to do is like, hey, we know you want to run the ball. We're going to contain you so he can't run. We're going to stop Chris Tyree from getting on the ground. And then your crappy receiving core try to beat us with them because we're going to put two guys on Michael Mayer. So they are going to give him a hard time. Uh, which is why I could see Ohio State winning this game by a fair amount of points because I don't see Notre Dame having the firepower to score with them uh, at will. Um, it's really going to be a game of how many times could Notre Dame's defense, you know, stop CJ Shroud. So uh, I, I could see, I definitely could see Buckner having a pretty mediocre game in hmm. this one. All right. Yeah. I don't see him listed in the Heisman hopefuls here. Anyway, we're going to go over that right now. Odds to win Heisman trophy. You brought up CJ Stroud. He's the favorite, two to one odds, quarterback, Ohio State, Bryce Young. Alabama four to one odds, and you have Caleb Williams six to one, GJ, uh, DJ Weagalele twenty five to one, and it gets uh, take your pick from there. B. John Robinson's fun at forty to one. I'm just looking at that now, but let's make our picks. Bry, is this the case? Is this a case where you should just put ten thousand dollars on C.J. Stroud and ten thousand well, dollars on Bryce Young? And, I knew, and that's yeah, one of them's going to be it. Yeah, I mean possibly. I mean, I guess my only concern, right, is Bryce Young. Like, can he win twice? Can he win two times in a row? I mean, I would think, I don't know, yeah. I, at four to one, I kind of, I mean, I, I still kind of like those odds for him at four to one. Yeah. All right. So who's your pick? We'll go through them all. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, Heisman. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with, I mean, we talked about him when we went over um, Ohio State, but I would normally have laughed at my pick a few years ago. So I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Smith and Jigba. At 50 to one, just because I like the odds a, a lot for uh, the wide yeah. receiver from Ohio State. So, again, years ago, I would have laughed at this pick because I would have said a wide receiver wouldn't wouldn't win this award. But after Devontae Smith won it, right, he, he blew mm-hmm. up, right? He blew up that season. And even though 
Mac Jones had a huge year, right? It seemed like he was going to win. But I will say, Njigba last year probably had the most impressive performance, right, in college football of any anybody at any point in time, right? Like 370 yards in the Rose Bowl. Phenomenal. So he's going to put up monster numbers again. So I the one thing I will say is that maybe these quarterbacks could have very, very, very similar stats this year, right? Stroud, Young, some of the other guys too. They might... They might all look very comparable. And now if you get a Smith and Jigba who, ha- who has already kind of been at- on the national scene, has a few maybe 200-yard re- receiving games against some of the best teams in football, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then he approaches like 1,800 yards with 15 or 16 or more touchdowns, he could be in the discussion. And on FanDuel, you're still getting my 50-1. to 1. I've seen him drop as low as 25-1 to 1 or 33-1 to 1 in some other sites. So I thought 50-1. to 1 uh, it's still really good hmm. relative to some of the others. Well, I think this would be funny because I like uh, Travion Henderson, the Ohio State yeah. running back at 35 to one. He had over 1,200 yards rushing last year, 15 touchdowns, four touchdown receptions, and he only had two carries in the opener. So they decided, you know, it took a minute to decide that he's going to be their guy. And then he just blew up and then he kind of lost some steam. But it's interesting because he didn't play a senior year of high school because of the COVID. Virginia, wherever he was, uh, they canceled the fall season. And then so he enrolled in Ohio State for the winter. And so I think like he went almost two years without playing football. Now, now he's back in it. I think he's going to have the stamina. I don't know. Look, I, I know I'm going to lose this bet immediately when he goes nine for 22 yards against like uh, against Ohio, uh, against uh, Notre Dame. And that'll be that. But um I like him. I mean, he's still ranked second among power five running backs and 20 plus yard touchdown runs. That's huge. Those are highlight machine numbers, right? Um, eighth in percentage of runs that gained 10 or more yards on pro football focus game breakers all over the place. You're going to see it on sports center. So Paul, uh, brother Brian, I think it's funny. You bet Smith uh, and Jigma and I bet Trayvon, Trayvon Harrison and, uh, and then Stroud wins Heisman, yeah. right? Yeah, let's just do that. Let's yeah, put a bolt on that. Okay, good. All right, uh, Harry, you got a super long shot here. Yep. Listen, uh, you know, in a, uh, past episodes, I'm all in on Tennessee, and I'm all in yes. this year in Hendon Hooker, quarterback of the Vols, at sixty to one. Bryce Young, as we know, won it last year. That's two in a row for Bama. Maybe the voters look uh, on uh, another way here. Hooker enters the senior season after completing sixty-eight percent of his passes last year, three thousand yards, thirty-one touchdowns, the most impressive. Just three picks for the whole season. Also ran for over 600 yards, five touchdowns on the ground. His main receiver, Cedric Tillman, returned 64 receptions, over 1,100 yards, and 12 touchdowns. And he's capable of having monster games in the Music City Bowl last year against Purdue. 400 yards, five touchdowns. And I'm telling you, the game of the year for the Vols is November 5th in Athens against Georgia. Both teams are in the... uh, SEC East. That's going to probably be for the SEC championship game. And they are going to upset Georgia in Athens. Hmm. And it's going to be because of Hooker. And that's when everyone is going to start the buzz of Heisman for Hooker. Well, that has to, that has to be right. I mean, and uh, if he does it against that defense, that puts him in the conversation. If they lose that game, he is out. Uh, all right. Parley kid. Uh, yeah. I saw quarterback has won 10 out of 12 years. Is that what it is? I think mm-hmm. I'm looking 10 out of 12. So Henry sounds, in 2015 right. and Devonta Smith in 2020. And then yeah. before that, it was in, uh, it was Ingram in 2009. So yeah, 10 out of 12 uh, for quarterbacks. You have a quarterback uh, from the ACC. Yeah. Tyler Van Dyke of the Miami Hurricanes, Sal. Um, a lot of people are high on this team. 
They got uh, Cristobal in there as the uh, as the coach. Uh, now, mm-hmm. uh, if you look, if you take Van Dyke's last six games of the season, when he he got took him a few games to get acclimated once he became the starting quarterback, but his last six games were absolutely phenomenal: twenty touchdowns, three interceptions, averaged about th- almost three hundred and sixty yards per game against mm-hmm. fairly good competition. We're talking NC State, Pitt, FSU, Virginia Tech, who normally defensively is very good. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. So he did, he did this against good teams. Uh, if we double those numbers over a course of the season and he goes for 40 touchdowns and close to 4,000 yards and Miami has yeah. the year that some people are predicting for them, I think you can get nice, really long shot odds here. So I'm, I'm seeing him at 35 to one. Maybe you can give me some other uh, odds uh, where he stands right now. Um, uh, let me see. I think he was, I think that's what I Oh, wait, maybe. Yeah. 40. I see now 40, 40 to one. one. I mean, yeah, I, th- well, I think look, this at, kid, look at this Kenny kid. Pickett, right? Look what Kenny Pickett did. I only mentioned him cause he's from the same conference and you know, probably less visibility at Pitt than, uh, than Miami. Yeah, and, and he outdueled Kenny that. Pickett last year when they played. So, right. um, mm-hmm. he, this kid is primed for a huge year. I, I just think for, at 40 to one, mm-hmm. I, I like, I like the long shot odds for a kid that if he really just double those last six games and double his production, he's uh, he's going to be in the mix. Going to be right. Not in the bad. Mix. Not bad. Spaghetti, you have a pick. Have you thought this? Spaghetti still here? Oh, he's gone. Right. That's it. He said his piece, and that's it. All right, we can make fun that's of it. we can no. make fun of Notre Dame again. All right, NCAA title pick. Let's do it. We gave all the conference odds. We gave all our over unders for a million teams. I'll start us off. I'm all Ohio State. Right. Trivion Henderson for Eisman, and I like Ohio State at three to one. Harry, you made a noise because I know you're going. Uh, you picked Michigan to win the conference. Well, there's a lot going on here. Ohio State three to one. I just think it's good odds because first of all, no question if they win the conference, they're in the playoffs, right? That's the one thing you don't have to worry about with the Big Ten. Uh, maybe someone else could win the conference, and Ohio State could still be in the playoffs, but they're not knocking Ohio State out anytime soon. I think Michigan regresses a little bit. Um. I think, you know, you could give like Ohio State if they run the table like a one seed and then they play the worst, which could be like a, a weaker Clemson team with a good record. Like I said, Stroud, Trevion Henderson, uh, Smith, um, you know, we got Zach Hen- uh, Harrison on defense, Denzel Burke, got all these guys. Stroud, even though I'm not picking him for Heisman, broke the season season record for passing yards, 370 a game, great efficiency rating as a freshman. The defense has to be better. It just has to be. Ryan Day, 34 and four. He wins that conference, gets a playoff win. Then you got Ohio State at three to one odds in the final. See? See how I did that? Easy enough. Ohio State wins it all three to one. Go ahead, Parley Kid. You, wow, this is for a rival, I will say, and they play in the last game of the year, and it'll probably be like a four point spread. Who knows if it will be, but uh, uh, you got to think Michigan, you could get them at 50 to one. That's pretty great if you really believe in them. Yeah, I'm not sure if I really believe in them, Sal. I just uh I'm just trying to go a little away from like your standard teams that we yeah. could be given here. Uh but I do think I think Harry talked uh extensively about Michigan. Picked um, them to win the conference, a, a yeah. Couple the only one of them. Uh, and and why not? Uh you know, they're returning a, a lot of guys on this the offensive side of the ball that averaged basically thirty six points a game, which for a Michigan team, that's a lot of points. Uh, mm-hmm. They're returning Ronnie Bell, who tore his ACL, a really good receiver that didn't even play last year. 
He tore, uh, returning a punt in game one. He's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's healthy, uh, which it seems like he is, that is a huge boost. Michigan, they are losing, obviously, Aiden Hutchinson, some other defensive players. But Michigan is a, perennially a, a defensive type of team. They're going to fill some of their holes with just good organiz- organizational depth that they have mm-hmm. in this program. Look, it comes down to, right, beating Ohio State, um, and possibly running the table and, and, and the rest of the season, possibly. I just think 50-1 to 1 is is great odds for a team you know like you said coming down to that to the wire what's that spread going right. to be against ohio state it's possibly uh they're going to be in the ballpark there so um why not just go off the beaten path here a little bit and take somebody like michigan uh, i like horrible right. i know some people don't i think he's a good coach i think he has them primed to keep elevating keep elevating it's just tough because you haven't seen these teams win a playoff game right you know, like, you know, if Iowa State gets there, they can't, right? So we're just winning the Big Ten is a, a third of the battle, really. But Michigan even it. making it last year, Sal. Michigan making it last year, they look like a deer in the in the in headlights against uh, Georgia, though. It was awful. That's what I mean. But and I guess that's why they're 50 to 1. She's bright. I mean, this is really what I should do. I'm seeing on Fandle, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State versus the field, minus 340. I mean, I let's just do that. Let's I, just do that. Then you're, saw- <laughs> well, you're, you're rooting against Clemson and Michigan. That's really what you're doing. Kind of, the yeah, rest right. Of the year. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah you so. need. Yeah. At what point would you ever get worried in that? I don't. I don't. I'm trying to think. When? When do you get worried? No, you don't. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I guess. Uh, were you worried about Georgia when their quarterback went that? Like, it doesn't really matter, right? I, don't I know. know. But I know. It's anyway, weird. You like you like Bama. Yeah, I like Batman plus one eighty. I mean, we don't have to talk on it too much, mm-hmm. but when I when I gave this out the other day, you know, I just think they're the most complete offensive and defensive team. You know, this this team has a chance to be really dominant defensively, right? Like they, mm-hmm. you know, they really shouldn't even have I felt like they shouldn't even have been in title contention last year and they were young last year and uh they still had a chance to win, right? Uh, right. In, until late in that game. You know, I thought Gibbs was an awesome addition at running back for them. Uh, he's going to be probably one of the most explosive guys they had in the backfield in a couple of years. Uh, not a ton of holes. You, maybe offensive line is a little down, you know, could offensive line maybe might take some time. Wide receiver might take a little bit of time, but they're going to re- replenish the guys that they've lost. And Saban, thing is, if you've watched Saban so far in the offseason, he seems pretty confident. He's not complaining a lot, which mm-hmm. I guess that means he really likes his team this year. So, at plus one eighty, I'm yeah, I'm not going crazy here. I just uh, I think yeah. they're, I think it's their time to win it again. All right, Harry, it's hard to argue other than other than you just don't want to root for something like this. You're going Alabama, also. yeah, of course. You know I don't like Saban, but I'm I'm going with Alabama as well. I don't think lightning strikes twice for uh, Kirby Smart in Georgia. Saban's pissed definitely after losing to uh, the Bulldogs in the title game. Um, Young's been was fantastic last season, plus 40 <laughs> touchdowns to uh, pick at ratio. And they probably have the best uh, Alabama, probably the best defensive player in college football in uh, linebacker Will Anderson, 17 and a half sacks last year, uh, six or more tackles in 11 games last year, and 31 for the, 30 to one for the Heisman. Not It's, per, it's not the greatest numbers for a linebacker uh, in college football. It shows you how what respect he's gets. Uh, so, yeah, I'm on Alabama, too, a plus 180. Reluctantly, but still, like Brian says, they're loaded. I think they're going to be the most talented team. Yeah. All right, what are you going to do? I mean, this is just how it is. There's like two or three, four teams that can win this. So, I'm sorry. No, I, I felt Spaghetti's uh, frustration, but 
That's just what it is. Alabama plus 180, the favorite. Uh, Parlay kid going with 50 to 1. Michigan, and I'm riding with Ohio State. Three to run. All right, it's time for Sharp Tank, guys. Big weekend of sports. Big, big weekend. Not so big, but we got WNBA. We got UFC. We have baseball all over the place. Next, uh, we have two weeks from yesterday, college football starts. But anyway, I have a feeling I'm going to get a lot of UFC here. Let's start with you, Parley Kid. What's your sharp tank pick? Taking Usman here over Edwards by decision, minus 110. Mm. I think Usman is clearly the, well, you know, pound for pound, he might be the best fighter, uh, UFC fighter in the world. Uh, Edwards is no slouch. These guys met seven years ago uh, with Usman winning by decision. I just think it stays that way. I mean, Edwards is good enough to stay in the fight. Um, he's probably not going to want to trade too much mm-hmm. uh, with Usman. Uh, stay away a little bit. Look, you know, probably look to pick his shots uh, while Usman just goes about his business. Wins a, a very like un, you know fifty to forty five mm-hmm. five round sweep, but goes the distance. So let's take that at minus one ten. Uh, I would think that right. uh, Brother Brian, uh, Mikey Meatballs, probably like that too. You like that, uh, Brother Brian? Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Although, you know, I've gotten, I, I continue to lose bets like that. You know, guy gets knocked out late after I had the decision, yeah. something like that. But. <laughs> well, I was looking, I was sitting in a sports book today at Cosmopolitan. I'm like, oh, who's mine? 390. All right, let me find some. Uh, oh, yeah. Romanoff over Tibera, minus 430. Tyson Pedro over. Harry Hunsucker, minus 900. Put those together. <laughs> I'm already going to do that, minus 139. But uh, you got, you're got you looking at another fight. Yeah, well, yeah, you should. we should look at that, right? Usman, maybe like the Aces Ro- game. Off. Yeah. Aces game two. Oh, shut up. Although they'll Stop be like it. minus 1,500. I'm not doing that you shit. You got to do it. I'm Actually, you could have went, went to the Aces game last night, so. Yeah, they're lucky I didn't go. Oh, the Aces. They got our yeah, girl. The Aces Don't they have our girl on that team? The Aces oh, yeah. good. Chelsea yeah, Gray. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea Gray. Yeah. Chelsea Gray. Yeah, she's yep. still there. Let's That's go. right. Yeah, Chelsea she, Gray. She was awesome. No, she, she was, was good. I was just upset with really the WNBA and basketball <laughs> in general. Well, I got the screw job on that one, Brian. Yeah, but how great would that have been if Melissa's like, we got to redo our vows, and you're like, I got to go to the Aces game. I, I got to go to the Aces <laughs> I really would have turned it around on her. Yeah, I was saying on extra points, Las Vegas Aces, one of the more underrated names in all the sports. Great. Great oh, nickname for it. Too. Really good. Great. Yeah, really good. And that got into like an hour and, and a half discussion Mark, over Mark nickname. Davis is yeah. going crazy at the end of the game yesterday. Yeah. Like really excited yeah, yeah. with that terrible haircut. All right. But then why aren't you taking uh I don't think you are taking a play. Um, are you taking a play? It's funny. Game? I, I should have looked. I, I should have taken one of these other WNBA games. Although a lot of these don't come up until I think no, some of these know, odds right. won't come back up until tomorrow. But right. we also it's. It, you get the big UFC card, right? And then you also get the Usyk-Joshua rematches this weekend, too. Mm-hmm. So, right. part, yeah, fight number two. So, I'm going to take Usyk by decision at plus 200. And that first fight, pretty much, he dominated that fight. Mm-hmm. He dominated that fight. I I don't, he was just too fast for Joshua. And, and Joshua went, came into that fight in good shape. So, yeah, I I think I see a similar fight this time, unless Joshua is re- unless Joshua really looks for the knockdown early and then just gets tired by the end of the fight. I mean, you mm-hmm. you could either take Usyk by decision at two to one or by knockouts like two to one. It's roughly the same. I just feel like Usyk doesn't have 
he's never had a ton of power, right? And then fighting up at heavyweight. I mean, five of his last six fights have gone decision. So I feel like if he's going to win, it would be kind of embarrassing for Joshua to get knocked out by this guy who's significantly smaller. Um, Right. I just, at plus 200, uh, I really like those odds because I see a similar fight to the, uh, unless there's some screw job on the scorecards, I see a similar fight. Mm -hmm. All right. I think I like that. Harry, you got a... uh... Wow, wow, this is something else. Wow. What, I just what, what, what you did what, here. I'm, I'm changing. I'm going to Harry Huntsucker. You're going Harry Huntsucker? No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, let's do it. Uh, you I'm, might as well because well, th- th- this should be a bigger underdog than Harry Huntsucker well, based on, what is it, 21 in a row for the that Ravens? That is 21 in a row. Listen, Sal, oh, I am. Good one. Listen, you went with me last time on Sharp Tank. We won. I'm five and two in my last seven Sharp Tanks, <laughs> and it was my soccer match. Over two and a half between Colorado Rapids and uh, Minnesota United. Two, over two and a half. It was 2-1, 11 minutes in. I've hit five in my last seven, so I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on this line. I'm taking the Cardinals <laughs> in preseason football, plus Ooh. 190. Money line over the Ravens in the fixed preseason game of the year. You mentioned Sal. 20. Why is it fixed? Because there's 21 straight games. You mentioned the Ravens have yeah. won in preseason. They won 23-10 last week, and everybody knows it. The game's going to be on Sunday night. Everyone's going to take them. There's no reason except, okay, yeah, okay. Well, maybe they have won 21 <laughs> in a row. But no reason to nobody take. Yeah, should be five-and-a-half-point yeah. favorite on the road in preseason. I'm not buying it. And the Cardinals are going to show it. Cardinals still put up 36 last week in a win. Uh, All the public is going to be on Baltimore. I'm not even going to take the five and a half because the cards get it done straight up. Plus 190 at home against Baltimore. I I mean, I don't like it because the the Ravens try. You could throw fishy and weird lines out the window. Maybe they win by three, but but, uh, really going against the Ravens here? Yep. I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I had them last week. I got to put this together. You know what? This Darren kind of likes Ooh. it. I'm looking at Darren's face. Darren kind of likes Darren Usman and the Ravens. Why not? No, Why Usman not? and the Ravens. Let's just do that. That's easy. That's a winner. Tie those together. Uh, all right. Uh, I am. Go- I'm going to go with Brother Bry this week. I like that fight. It's going to be fun. Actually, yeah. There's more going on. Usyk by decision over Joshua plus 190. I'm avoiding Harry's Arizona Cardinals. Battle plus of the Birds. Cards over the Ravens. That's true. There's a lot of that. Um, and so that's that. Let's check uh, some scores here. The Yankees still losing. The oh, they're getting killed. Hammered. Hammered. Yankees are getting killed. The Mets are losing. Now it's bottom of the eighth. Last night's win means crap, Darren. Uh, yeah, look. Well, it just does. It's sad. And, uh, really sad. And more importantly, did you see the WNBA score? The <laughs> yeah, <sun, the> <laughs> 83-66 on Give me a by, break. By the way, if the storm, I was, I told you this, if the storm win tonight, that uh, sky game cost me like 42 to one parlay. <laughs> Last night. Unbelievable. All right. We'll get better. I mean, listen, well, my second marriage now, I should, I really should be, <laughs> get more focused. That's it. We got, uh, we did it all guys. This was a good week. Went through all college next week. What are we going to do? Two divisions a day. Does that sound good? For NFL, and then we're right there. We're right in the thick of it after next week. Harry, if he could survive COVID-19, that'll be a bonus. But either way, we're watching football. So um, <laughs> I'm excited about that. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. For Spaghetti, for Meatballs, 
For Babyface Joel Solomon, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, na, na.